Welcome to What's Left to Do. I'm your host, Janelle. This week, we will hear from Ben Burgess, who, by the way, has one of the best heads of hair in the game. (laughs) He also has one of the best comeback stories. Our Michigan man went from quite a bit of, quote, academic failure to earning a PhD and plenty of lefty acclaim. on location. I basically live on the road at this point. Uh, And today we are sitting down with writer, professor, podcaster, Ben Burgess. How are you doing today, Ben? I am pretty good. How are you? I am not bad. Not bad at all. The traffic gods smiled upon me on the way out here and I didn't hit anything bad. So that uh, that makes everything uh, even better. (laughs) Yeah. My wife and I just went out to see a movie last night and it was like the uh, first time I've done that in a while. It was like, oh my God, I forgot how bad the Atlanta traffic is. This is nuts. (laughs) You wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy, but today it was not so bad. So I'll uh, I'll take what I can. Uh, How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Where did you grow up, Ben? Uh, I grew up in mid-Michigan. Mid mid Michigan? Yeah, East Lansing. Oh, okay, okay. Um were your like were your parents uh academics and professors? Um uh yeah, my my mother was a community college math professor. That was like the job she had for the longest oh, time. Um my dad was a computer programmer. He worked for like the state government in Lansing. Oh, right on. Okay. What was it like growing up in Lansing? Other than very cold and very snow snowy. Uh, what was that like? Well, yeah, you know, very snowy part of the year. Uh, actually, really pleasant in uh, in the summertime, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, which yeah, I mean, I always appreciate. So I've I've lived in lots of hotter places, you know, since yeah, then. Right. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean, it was good. I mean, it, it was like a yeah. I mean, so mostly, I guess we lived in Lansing until sometime when I you know, I guess uh, early elementary school. And then we moved to East Lansing, uh, which, you know, so it's like, you know, Midwestern college town. It's probably not that different from like Madison, Wisconsin Mm. or um, uh, maybe, you know, well, I mean, it's a cheaper version of Ann Arbor. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a very dear friend from undergrad uh, who grew up in East, East Lansing, so I'm a little bit familiar. Um, what was like, what was the what was the experience you had growing up? Like, would you describe your childhood as kind of like idyllic in that kind of, you know, sort of generically all American, you know, kind of way or or was it a little different? How, how would you describe I mean- it? Yeah, right. I mean, reasonably, like, I, I think that, um, I mean, I think that my, my childhood was, um, yeah, I mean, it was totally fine. I mean, I, I had a, uh, older sister and a younger brother mm-hmm. and, yeah, uh, so you're the middle. Yes. Kid. Okay. <laughs> yes, <that's right. laughs> middle children unite. Okay. I get you. Uh-huh. <laughs> would you, <laughs> would like, how would your, how would your siblings and your, your parents and your community, like, how would they have described you growing up? Like, are you pretty similar? Were you pretty similar, like growing up to how we understand you now? Or were you like hell on wheels or what? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends what part of growing up. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I was definitely like quiet and nerdy as a kid and, you know, and, and in, in high school there was like a, you know, it was like a decent amount of like, you know, skipping class and getting high and being difficult, but really? you know, like, like, like nothing that I think is out of the outside of the range of possibilities you know sure. for uh, normal teenage yeah, rebellion yeah. Uh-huh. but would you so were you like were you quiet and quote nerdy that was your word not mine were you quiet and nerdy like 
all the time, just in school, at home, in the neighborhood? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, fairly, you know, I mean, fairly consistently. I mean, I, I think, uh, again, you know, in like, you know, elementary school, middle school, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I played soccer and whatever, but I mean, like, it's, it's not. You weren't uh, like a jock. No. Oh, okay. No, okay. Certainly not. What were, so what were, what were the, did you have, you know how, like, sometimes as children, we have like certain, uh, not areas of study, but like, there are certain things that you're like drawn to as a kid. Like, what were the things that you were like drawn to? Like, were you like super into science, super into just like fiction or nonfiction reading or? Uh, fiction mostly, I think, back then. Oh, okay. Yep. So you were, you were an avid reader growing up. Yeah. Oh, okay. What were some of your favorite books? I mean, I think back then, yeah, I mean, I think lots of like, you know, science fiction and fantasy, stuff like that. What were the other things that interested you as a as a child? Uh, man, what did interest me as a child? Uh, <laughs> oh, it wasn't that long ago. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, 200 years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think I always liked history. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that was definitely you know a um, that was definitely an ongoing uh, ongoing interest. And then you know, kind of going into being a teenager, politics more. What 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 was the thing that kind of got you interested and kind of made that switch for you into politics as a teenager? Uh, well, I mean, one thing very early on was. Uh, you know, I guess I would have been 10. I mean, I mean, actually, like the very first conversation I could ever remember having politically, uh, I would have been uh, four because I remember coming downstairs. This would have been uh, November 1984 mm -hmm. uh, after the uh, 1984 uh, presidential election. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I didn't know, know what an election was or anything like that. Sure. I was four. But yeah. uh but I, I must have understood that it was something someone won and somebody lost. And I remember coming downstairs, my dad was reading the newspaper and I asked him who won. I just remember he had, he like curled his lip and he had this like uh, sound of sadness and contempt in his voice. and ragged. But I, I guess like in, in terms of my, uh, you know, my own, like starting to think more about that, I think, you know, when I was 10, uh, the uh, the first Gulf War happened, hmm. and it's kind of hard to remember now, like, just how rah-rah, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the atmosphere uh, about that was. And, you know, like, I remember, you know, we went to go see fireworks, you know, 4th of July, and, like, the sort of, like, radio announcer or whatever in the background, mm -hmm. you know, it was like... Um, I, I don't know. It was it was uh, it was just this like super intense, jingoistic, it's so wonderful that we're bombing all those people in in, in Iraq. Uh -huh. And 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 I had and probably because, you know, um, you know, without uh, uh, my parents, uh, you know, politics because that always seems a little unfair because they're not you know public figures. So like I don't I don't want to. I don't want to like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to speak for them too much because they're, you know, they're not going to speak for themselves. But uh, but without getting too much into that, you know, they had both been involved in, uh, you know, like campus leftism in the Vietnam era. Uh -huh. And uh, and so I definitely had because I was exposed a little bit, not you know, not a lot, but, you know, just to like stray comments and whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and I had a little bit more of that other perspective. Um, and so I think the contrast between the two and sort of realizing, oh, um, you know, the United States is out, uh, you know, killing all these people on, on the other side of the world and, and we're supposed to uh, feel enthusiastic about it, mm. you know, I, I think is one of the things that sort of first made me really aware of that stuff. And that's uh, how you thought of it at 10. Like you, there was some conflict between the jingoism that you were seeing on yeah. display and perhaps what, how you understood your parents' reaction to yeah, this as definitely. a result of their politics. Definitely. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so that, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, that was when I was 10 and I mean, obviously wasn't, you know, doing anything with it at the, uh, at the age of 10, no, but it was, it was not. something that, you know, sure. it was something that was at least in my awareness, uh -huh. you know, even when I was 10, uh, at 10, were you searching for an, were you searching for, um, 
uh, an answer to that kind of um, dissonance mm. or, or conflict you were feeling? I don't know if I'd say I was exactly searching for an answer for it, but it was it was something that I definitely um, that I felt very aware of, mm-hmm. and and again did make me feel, um, you know, feel very uncomfortable with you know the sort of attitude of mm. the larger you know society about all of that, uh, and and that did definitely like foreshadow what was going on later on when you know, when I was, uh, actually, you know, much more active because, uh, you know, like 10 years and change after that, right. Is when I was in college and nine 11 happened and then the beginning of the war in Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and then the beginning of the war in Iraq. And that was something I was extremely involved in, you know, anti-war protests and all of that stuff. And so, I mean, I, I think, I think definitely the, um, you know, definitely the seeds of that, you know, were already there back then. I see. Did you, I, I'm not asking you to speak for your parents, but sure. how do you, how do you think you understood uh, your parents' politics growing up and or the, the politics of your greater community? Were they like, were they, did they kind of dovetail? Were they in sync or was, you know, was outside uh, of your family very conservative, whereas your family was much more? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I think definitely my my sense was that, uh, you know, my sense was that definitely they had, you know, politics that were, even though none of this was a big, very big part of anybody's life yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. at this point, that were that were definitely, you know, well to the left of the uh the larger community, mm. uh, although in a complicated way, because I think on like a day to day kind of level, you know, I don't know how. Uh, I mean, I can remember, you know, I can remember my mom taking me to go see Bill Clinton speak at Michigan State, hmm. you know, when I was like twelve and he was running for president the first time. Yeah, and um, and you know, so I mean, like I, in terms of that, I don't know that, you know, I mean, I, I think that the you know, I mean, I'll say I think everybody was basically voted for Democrats or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't think there was big I don't think there was a big gap uh, there uh, necessarily, although even, you know, certainly after that. Right. I mean, like I, I remember actually uh, buying uh, the uh, the sort of disposable campaign book, you know, from by uh bill clinton <laughs> mm-hmm. and Gore, uh putting people first mm. and uh realizing when i was reading that that he'd supported the gulf war and you know and and, and being like horrified yeah right, yeah, you know? yeah 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 so I, I i think there's definitely some dissonance there too uh-huh. did you so how did you understand you said that you you understood your parents politics to be to the left of your broader community how would you how would you describe in retrospect the politics of your broader community or and or yeah right well yeah. I, mean, I think it's i mean yeah i mean east lansing is you know pretty typical politically i think for being a uh you know it's a college town in the north you know so i mean i think that the sort of like ambient liberal politics you'd expect for that you yeah. know are, are pretty you know we're pretty uh standard there mm-hmm. i mean not in uh i think i think like um I think like mildly reflexively liberal is how I would think of like, sure. you know, what was most of what was around me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I could, I certainly, um, you know, I, I think that anything that, you know, anything that people might, you know, associate with sort of, you know, two thousand like even when people, I think now in 2021, when people think of liberalism, you know, to the extent that they think of, you know, 2021 wokeness certainly nothing <laughs> remotely resembling that yeah, right? yeah, yeah you know yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh you know but just sort of a vague sense of you know i'm, I'm sure um you know like I, vague, I would... vague gestures towards like social justice and reproductive rights yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah right, right. I, i'd be Standard. yeah I, I would be shocked if at least three quarters of the people who lived there when i was growing up you know, weren't basically, you know, pro-choice and, you know, didn't vote for Democrats and, you know, et cetera. Right. Like, Uh like I I think all of that was certainly there. I gotcha. Um, 
Okay. Like, yeah, right. Normie, yeah, yeah. mainstream yeah, kind exactly. of liberals. Huh. Yeah. Um, did you have a, did you, bah, this is always an interesting question. Did you have an understanding of your family's like class standing? And maybe not as such, but yeah, like, did right. you think that most people more or less live like you? Or? Uh, well, this is an interesting question because I think I've actually talked to my, my older sister about this since, and I think we had very different perceptions of that huh. growing up, possibly just because of the three-year age difference. Sure, sure. Uh, so, you know, because, you know, being like mildly upwardly mobile, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. But my sense was that even though I obviously come from what? you know, speaking loosely would think of as a, you know, middle class, lower middle class kind of background. Mm -hmm. Um, that, but being in that community at East Lansing, my sense growing up was always that like most people that I knew people who, you know, went to school with or played soccer with, or, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, were probably like their families like had, like a little bit more money, although I'm all, yeah, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, people like just, just very, very small, like in very small ways Mm -hmm. that, um, also like, you know, a lot of this is, I mean, it's a child's perception. So who no, the hell but that's knows, what I'm right? You know? Like, well, describe, describe why you would describe why, well, actually what I'm interested in is like, describe the the tension that I'm seeing between like you designating yourself middle or lower middle. I, I can guess why, but why, like why the, why are you tiptoeing around that? Oh yeah. I mean, I guess the only reason for being careful about that is mm-hmm. just like trying to be maybe, uh, now looking back, right, having the sort of neurotic instinct to be uh <laughs> to be precise about it because Sure, sure, sure. No, uh, I get it. You know. And like also I think part of what complicates my perceptions of it is that there were some things that um might have been like mixed up with economics in my head, even though some of them were probably just be like my parents being a little hippie-ish, so like what do you not mean? having describe sort of it, things. describe it, describe it, say it. <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, I just so like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I go over to Fred's house and they'd have like a you know big, nice looking TV, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and and they'd have like you know, there's like the sprinkler on the lawn or whatever, sure. and you know, like just little sides like that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's it's like made me think of it as being a little bit different and also different different as in like richer in your child's mind like yeah yeah these, like like as as in like a little bit richer in my child mind, gotcha because you in know? your house it was it was what like we're not we don't do tv we don't have cable we're we're sleeping on hemp bed sheets like <laughs> it's, not, it's not not quite sleeping i have bed <laughs> okay. sheets but uh you know but uh but certainly certainly not uh, not as materialistic as yeah, that era. Yeah, certainly, uh-huh. certainly not as materialistic, and so, so not as much stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, people who who genuinely were a little richer, you know, their 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 parents, you know, were you know whatever doctors or whatnot, you know, uh, you know, like they, you know, their their parents generally went to uh, the University of Michigan, uh, not Michigan State, and so uh, that was definitely bound up in a weird way with my like enthusiasm for you know michigan state athletics you know growing up you know it's like uh you know sort of uh you know as 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 the you know slightly more working class team you know that that's 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 something i I kind of identified with that on the on that level although again like stepping back from all of this you know my my parents jobs at various times i was growing up all fell well within what we would now think of is like the, you know, the professional classes or yeah. whatever. Because, well, I think I th- <laughs> the tension yeah. that I think I'm hearing is yeah, that, yeah. you know, both of your parents had to work outside of the home. Right. Your your mother as a state employee at the community college, you know, she certainly, you know, wasn't rich, but, right. you know, was had a stable income sure. and benefits. Your father as a software engineer probably made very good money. They had three kids. That's not cheap. Right. So you didn't you didn't want for anything as a child. You sure. probably didn't have to worry about, you know, the lights being on or, or having yeah. to like, you know, move apartments or houses like every couple of months because you can't afford to stay here. But, sure. you know, summer was not a verb in your house. House. But like, summer what was not a verb in your house. Oh yeah, right, right for sure, right. So you <laughs> yeah. just you know you 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 had your needs met, right? You, perhaps you weren't spoiled and you didn't get all the you know sure. trinkets and blah 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 growing up, but like your needs were met and you were comfortable and you didn't have to want for anything. So yeah. I mean, I think for the time, I think that you know 
I would I would have a default classification of that as like middle class. But I but I understand your no no yeah. I mean I I think yeah like I said I would, mm-hmm. I, would, I was just um, some of that is just kind of code switching about different ways of using <laughs> that phrase. But sure. uh, but yes I think in I like the sure. normal colloquial sense for sure I think uh-huh. middle class is the right way to describe that. I yeah. sure. Okay. Um, and but but you but you uh, even with your your you know very very fine chill vibey middle class upbringing you were still aware of your of your social betters if you were yeah. like people you know who had maybe who had both parents who didn't have to work outside of the home you know had you know very professional high kind of right. income sure. uh, professional i see okay yeah interesting um how when you made the turn around 10 to like start getting more involved with politics, how did your um, like how did your daily habits change? Did you did you start like, you know, reading? Well, I mean, I think I think around 10 is maybe thinking more about it. But uh, that's that would that would be the only that would be the only real uh, that would be that would be the only real difference then. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think kind of at some point after that, you know, the next, in the next few years, uh, I mean, I think I, it's certainly something, uh, I, I, I definitely started reading more about and, uh, when, uh, a strange primitive version of the internet first started to exist, you know, that, uh, that, that it was definitely something that I would like interact with people about, you Uh know, about, on there, uh, you know, but in terms of uh, in terms of uh, almost anything beyond that, um, you know, not very much during this part of my life. Gotcha. You were just you were mostly busy being a teenager. Sure. And yeah. cutting class and maybe smoking weed. Sure. Sure. All Did that. you yeah. ever get into some real crazy dumb shit in high school? Tell the truth, Ben. <laughs> I don't know. Where's the bar for crazy dumb shit? <laughs> Just throw something out and I'll let you know where the bar is. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, not, not, not terribly. Uh-huh. I think. Uh, no, like stealing your mom's car, driving to Canada in the middle of the night to uh, go to a rave. <laughs> uh, definitely not that specific thing. <laughs> you know, but I think, yeah, I mean, I would, I would, sure. I, I, skip class a lot i i remember were you bored in school uh, yeah uh why yeah uh, why yeah i don't know um but i i definitely was like I mean, the content I, bored you your peers you thought were idiots what uh i mean i don't know i really like some of them uh <laughs> so some of them were okay <laughs> yeah. i i guess i guess maybe i just like preferred the company of people who are less into school sure, sure. Uh, so okay. uh i was very like very very uninterested in school by late high school mm-hmm. and um probably to a slightly weird extent given that i obviously did grow up in a household where you yeah know, you had an academic you know so uh, did that did that set up a friction point between you? And oh your yeah, parents? oh yeah. What was what did that look like uh, at the time? Uh, I mean, basically just that they were um, they were upset that you know that I wasn't uh, you know I wasn't taking school seriously and you know and and that I'd get uh, you know you know I get really bad grades and you know and I and I didn't and I was you know very obviously you know not not really trying. Um, I mean, I only really got interested in school for the first time uh, at the at the very beginning of college, which was uh, which was Lansing Community College, because, uh, well, one, uh, I, you know, I certainly wouldn't have been able to get it anywhere else uh, at that point. Because you your know? grades were so bad. Yeah, because uh-huh. my grades were terrible. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, I barely uh I barely graduated from high school. There was a what do you mean, uh, barely? There was a there was a there was a class that I I think met some kind of requirement that uh, it was a photography class. I don't I, anyway. I don't know. My it's memory is a little hazy, sure, sure, but sure. but I think it I think it met some kind of requirement, and I was like right on the edge of failing that class. I remember uh, like photography, photography. Yeah, wow. like like that. Like that's how apparently committed i was when i was when i was when i was 17 18 to uh to not uh 
you know, to not bother it about school. Cause like, what do you actually have to do to pass a photography class? I'm, <laughs> right. I'm sure not very much, right? right? Yeah. But showing like, up like, is one of them. Yeah. Whatever the, whatever that project was or something that I was supposed yeah. to do, you know, right. like, like, so I, I was right on the edge of failing that class, wow. uh, but I did pass. So I did, I did, uh, I did graduate on time. Uh, although I will, I will admit that, um, up until I think I haven't had it in the last few years, but for a very long time, I would occasionally have, um, uh, I would occasionally have dreams where I'd find out that I didn't graduate from high school and I had to go back. Uh, but, Woke up in a cold sweat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and of course, in a dream, it's never that like you have to like take a night class or get your GED or something. It's like you know, it's like oh yeah, you're like 35 and you have to literally go back to high school, but. Uh, That's right. Right. Uh, I got a PhD. I, I shouldn't have to do this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I actually it turned out okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I couldn't have. I actually remember when I was a senior in high school. Uh, there was a like some kind of assembly for the senior class where people who were national merit uh, scholars or semifinalists or commended students. Mm-hmm had to like go up and and say, you know, whatever. I'm Ben Burgess. I was a national merit, you know, finalist. I uh and like at this point people had already gotten like admissions. So they'd say like where they're going to college. Uh-huh. So of course, uh U of M, U of M, mm-hmm. Michigan you know, State, whatever, Princeton, U of M, you know, yeah. like there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of that, right? So it's like U of M or better basically in most cases. There were a few Michigan states sure, there, sure, but sure. like, you know, but mostly it was U of M or better. And I was the very last one to go up. They must not have been doing it in alphabetical order. I don't remember how that worked. <laughs> but uh, I was the very last one to go up. And I, I ended with the Lansing Community College. I remember people cheering because it was like, you know, that's that's where that's, some of them were going. Yeah, that's right. right. That's know? the regular guy. He's one of me. He's uh, one of us. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, I went to I went to LCC to uh, to. What was your what when you when it was time for you to go off to college, even yeah. though you were like not in a school, yeah, not yeah. super academic, like Two questions. Sure. What were your what was your parents like dream or wish for you when you went off to college? And what was your own like when you looked out on your life? Like, what were you thinking when it was time for you to go off to to school? Yeah. Uh, What I was thinking Mm -hmm. was, I mean, my parents, I think, were thinking, um, what's what's the. I, mean, I think they were hoping for the best. I think they would. I think they would definitely. I think that uh, when you say hoping for the best, what, is, what do you? So I think what I mean, what I what I mean when I say hoping for the best is, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Well, I no, I'm more than pretty sure. I'm a hundred percent sure that their preference would be for me to you know do what I ended up doing and transfer to a four year school. Sure. Uh, I don't know how confident they were that, ah. that I was, I was going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember actually having the idea uh, of uh, when I originally started. And I mean, I guess this was sort of a, this may have been arrived at as a, as a kind of compromise, mm-hmm. uh, you know, between what they wanted, what I wanted uh, that, Basically, I was going to get like a two year technical degree at LCC Mm -hmm. that would have that would have like let me get like a uh, uh, a like a uh, a skilled trade sort of job Mm. and like like in a factory potentially Mm -hmm. uh, that was that was my uh, so that was that was my idea originally. But then when I actually started Mm -hmm. and you know, for the, I mean, unlike high school, right. You get to uh, get to pick the classes that you want to take. And and then, uh, and then I actually, because I could, you know, I just signed up for things that sounded interesting, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, by the way, I have no idea how in my head this, this related to my original idea of what I was going to do, but whatever, that, that's, that's what I did. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, as I just signed up for whatever sounded interesting. And then the effect of that was realizing that when I could do that, I actually really liked school. Uh-huh. And, and then, um, and then I, I ended up, um, well, I actually ended up transferring a couple times, but I did, uh, but I did obviously end up, uh, 
go into, uh, you know, like finishing, you know, four year program. And uh, I was, I'd, I'd actually originally transferred to uh, the, uh, the university of Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. I was there for like a minute. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then I cut, kind of realized that I wasn't quite sure what I was doing in anymore. Like, okay. So like, I like kicking college classes, but like, you know, but I, I don't, in a large sense, you know, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I actually ended up dropping out for a for a little while. And, uh, you know, after you transferred to Pitt. Yeah. After I transferred to Pitt uh-huh. and, uh, I, I worked, uh, I worked at like, you know, I worked at a kosher grocery store for a while in Squirrel Hill in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I worked, you know, wash dishes at Panera for a while and whatever. And did you start to develop an idea for like what you wanted to do with yourself at the beginning uh, or first between first and second semester of, uh, of junior college since your original idea of get becoming a tradesman had, yeah. you know, been yeah Jettison. right so so first or second semester of that first year of college definitely not that early okay you uh, just you were just starting to get into yeah, exactly the excitement around academics and studies yeah. okay but then you you transferred to Pitt. yeah and then i still obviously didn't really have an idea of that which is which is a big part of why you know you i dropped had, out for a second uh dropped out mm-hmm. for you know basically i ended up taking like a year off you know between my uh, sophomore, junior years of college. And, uh, then when I came back, uh, it was to go to a, uh, small college in, uh, Grand Rapids. Huh. Uh, so, you know, not, you know, very easy weekend striking distance where I grew up, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Aquinas college. Oh, isn't that where Micah went for a couple years? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't, I, I, I would. Be, oh, sorry. You're right. Yeah, yes. he, he sorry, started sorry, there. Sorry, I, I, uh, <laughs> I was, I was mixed up. Yes. At this point in at Aquinas, did you start to develop? Were you uh, describe your experience at Aquinas? Were you still kind of like going through the motions, getting your credits, exploring yourself academically through your studies uh, and your interests? More, I mean, I had decided before I came back, like while I was, um, yeah, while I was like in the process of like applied to transfer again and all that stuff. I had, uh, decided at least, uh, that I, I, I wanted to major in, in philosophy. Mm. I was, I was reading, um, like I read a couple books around that time that like maybe, you know, one of them was like, there's this collect, collect anthology, by, like edited by Walter Kaufman called like, uh, existentialism from Dostoevsky to Sartre. They, no, no, no. Say that again because I didn't pick. Oh, that up. existentialism from Dostoevsky to Sartre was the name of the book. Ah. Uh, uh, Walter Kaufman. I'd read that and a couple other things. And like you know, and and I was kind of anyway. So I decided that's what I'd be interested in majoring in. Why? What it, uh, was it? Just that book that you read? No, or what it wasn't else was going just on? that book. Although that was definitely part of it. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah that, that it was like, oh, this is so interesting. I should, I, I should do this. Um, but like again, I think I think part of it goes back to that world religions class, uh, Dr. Murray at LCC, uh, that I'd, I'd started to get interested in some of that stuff then. And anyway, so I'd, I had decided that I was going to major in philosophy. Ended up, uh, I ended up double majoring in philosophy and history. And uh, then, as far as plans for after that, I did actually have have a minute, like around the time probably like my first my first year at Aquinas of thinking um that uh you know because this is I mean 9-11 happened during my first semester back at college and uh I I had uh I, I was very uh kind of wrapped up and being horrified about everything that happened in the aftermath of that mm, and the response to it yeah. 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 And, and I did, I did have a minute of thinking, I remember that first year that maybe, uh, that maybe I could go to law school and like, you know, work for the ACLU. That was kind of my, mm-hmm. you know, my vague idea about that. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but I sometime, 
Yeah, right. So uh, sometime within about a year, you know, certainly certainly by the time I was in like fall semester of my senior year, I must have decided to go to graduate school in philosophy. I'm not a hundred percent sure looking back on it. Uh, why? But why though? Why philosophy, not history? Yeah, right. Uh, Is it just you? Like you enjoyed you enjoyed well, the study. You enjoyed the people you were studying with. You when you uh, looked out on yeah. your life, you thought that would be more a more useful set of knowledge. Uh-huh. Like what? Yeah. Um, I think, or it wasn't that deep, and it was just like, nah, this is what I'm gonna do. No, I mean, I think it was. I do remember it at least crossing my mind at one point that I could do history. Uh, probably part of it was realizing that on a personality level, I am probably better off uh, with like being able to write papers that are about you know making arguments and you can kind of look at you know and and, you know philosophy papers sometimes it's like really there's like a i mean sometimes it's like there's like a there's like a a paragraph in here i want to respond to basically you know that's uh and but what do you mean your personality is better uh, like i think rather than sort of um like i think that in terms of the level of research Mm -hmm. uh i i think i think that i'd probably better off doing that also i think i've 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 always you know i've I've always been an extremely argumentative person uh Uh, i i is that what is that was what drew you is like your your ability your ability to exercise your intellect through argumentation yeah, like, yeah. Is that I, the I mean main I, thing? I think it, i think it probably is okay, i mean like okay. like i mean the so that's the personality piece. i mean the fact that my non-academic idea was to be a lawyer is, is like not a coincidence here, sure, right? sure, 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 so sure, sure, sure. uh okay so so yeah i i had decided by fall of my senior year at aquinas uh that i uh i was going to um grad school to you know to apply to grad school i actually you know, knew exactly where I wanted to go. So I only applied the one place. And fortunately I got into it, which was, uh, so Western Michigan university huh. in Kalamazoo, okay. uh, that was for terminal MA programs and philosophy. That was actually a really good program. And I got in mm-hmm. and, um, I have, uh, man, this is really going to be like a, uh, for different, for very different reasons this time, but this is really going to be like a, uh, uh, <laughs> Anybody who, uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be, there's like a lot of, uh, there's like a lot of academic failure in the story because they, no. the next, uh, cause, cause that spring semester, mm-hmm. uh, so this would be, uh, spring, spring two- of your senior year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spring semester of my senior year, which was spring 2003. Okay. Uh, I was like all of like my philosophy and history classes. Like I got all A's in those. Yeah. But, uh, but there was a like gen ed requirement, um, uh, like science class that like, honestly, I think like anybody, like any sentient being should have been able to pass this class. This was like, <laughs> up, you dude. know, you should have been like, like you could pass this class, like just by like kind of minimally doing the work that you were supposed to do to pass it. Yeah. And, uh, but I was spending all of my time, Organizing anti-war protests, <laughs> and I blew it off, and uh, and so I failed that class, uh, and and so I ended up spending a extra semester. So that meant that I spent uh, like uh, from that summer through like December, I was uh, working full time at uh, Meyer, working at the receiving area of. Uh, of buyer so i was loaded on unloaded trucks Mm -hmm. for like yeah that like six month kind of stretch uh and uh and i you know retook the class and actually actually did the work and passed it and uh yeah yeah, i was actually paying attention this time yeah and then and then uh western was nice enough to uh to start me up at uh 
to not only hold my acceptance for a semester, but also hold my, you know, assistantship for a semester oh, so I can nice. get paid. Okay. Describe for me what your politics were at this time. Yeah. Or where you were politically. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so at that time, end of undergrad career, beginning of grad, uh, I was... Um, you were staunchly anti-war. Yeah, I mean, I was staunchly anti-war. I, I was, uh, like, I was at the Green Party. Oh, okay. So that that's 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 where I was. Okay, so. but I mean, des describe it for me. Okay, all right, all right, all right. You were staunchly right. anti-war because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, so... I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I definitely had a, um, I mean, I, I think at this point, you know, my, my politics were, um, you know, in most ways I was very, I was very concerned like about, uh, you know, about the beginning, you know, the beginnings of the wars in the Middle East about, uh, the civil liberties rollbacks, the, uh, the mm. Patriot Act, mm -hmm. uh, indefinite detention, mm. extraordinary rendition, oh. uh, all of this, uh, just horrible, uh, you know, like uses of the state uses of the state, you know, that were, that were happening at, uh, at that, at that point, you know, mm -hmm. that the, that, uh, I think that the only, like the only real, I mean, the only real element in this kind of cocktail things that I think wasn't really there yet was, I don't think anybody knew the word drone, but like the rest of it was there. Right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, so, uh, at, you know, this is a time, uh, when, uh, yeah, I mean, the United States, uh, invaded, uh, invaded Afghanistan, uh, on, uh, you know, you know, on the justification that, uh, that you can, that they, you know, weren't willing to, uh, hand over Osama bin Laden with, uh, you know, with no preconditions, no negotiation, which, right. uh, which is, is a, a <laughs> uh, legal theory that would, you know, if, if everybody got to, got to do that, every, you know, that like everybody could invade everybody. That's right. Uh, and, uh, and the, and, you know, that of course, Iraq, uh, where it was that they uh, might be developing weapons that they might, uh, they might use at some point in the future. Did you ever so buy it? The you weapons kept... of mass destruction? Uh, yeah. Weapons of mass destruction. I did not buy at all. Never, I, never uh, at any point. I mean, there was a point where I remember, like, I mean, I definitely, had um i was definitely not convinced i mean i remember watching the cold powell speech to the un you mm -hmm. know where they were doing stuff like reading off uh you know he was doing stuff like reading off transcripts of intercepted iraqi calls where people were saying oh the tr you know the truck you mean the special truck and he was like well clearly they're referring to mobile chemical weapons labs mm -hmm. i was like wait a second that's the only thing the special <laughs> truck could possibly mean right <laughs> like, right that could mean saddam's favorite you know eggplant right right sugar. it could mean anything <laughs> right, <that's> right. Uh, <laughs> and, and you're supposed to like invade this country and kill all these people and start all, all of this stuff yeah uh because of uh, because of that. Right. Yeah. So, so and I, I definitely, and I remember like I had like a political science professor who was even like a fairly liberal Democrat. He was, um, you know, he'd been like the, uh, like the one moment post Watergate when a Democrat had been elected to that congressional seat from Grand Rapids. Um, you know, he'd been like a, he'd like worked as like a staffer for them or something. And he was, you know, like I said, he was like a reasonably, you know, somewhat liberal Democrat. But like, I, I remember arguing with him about this because he was like, well, I mean, I'm sure that there's more evidence that, you know, but they're just like, I'm sure we don't know everything that, you know, they're, right, you know, right. you know, CIA or whatever. I was like, sure. no, come on. They yeah. tell us, right? You know, <laughs> right, like, right, right. If there was something there, they would just say it. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> you know, right. so, um, Although, uh, I mean, I, it's like, okay, is it totally impossible that there will turn out to be something? I guess not. But like, it, that never seemed to me like it mattered very much, right? Like, it's like, okay, so like, let's say there are like a couple of chemical weapons off in some, you know, thing somewhere. Um, how does that justify this? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I definitely didn't believe the weapons of mass destruction thing. And I was definitely, uh, 
you know, horrified by the, um, you know, the, like, you know, the mass roundups, uh, you know, right after, right after nine 11, the, uh, the, I mean, eventually, I guess I'm, I might be jamming together the timeline a little bit, but certainly when it happened, which might've been a couple of years after this, the stuff started to come out about torture, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. Uh, the, I think the thing that I, I remember, one of the things I remember being most disturbed by uh, was, uh, you know, Jose Padilla, the ah. uh, alleged dirty bomber, uh, uh, you know, who is who is a U.S. citizen who was uh, who's put in uh, classified as enemy combatant and That's put right. in indefinite detention. So it's like, right. okay, well, if you, if they can literally imprison you without a trial. Uh, because right. they they you know they use the magic words enemy combatant that like they could do anything to anybody. That right. This is you know this is really really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I think that was even though I think that I had um, you know I mean I had I had the most of the the politics that I do now, mm-hmm. but I think certainly as a matter of emphasis, the stuff that I was most concerned with was. The wars, the uh, the civil liberties violations, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. Why at that time? And I'm not asking because sure. I think you were incorrect in this. I sure, think you're sure. ahead of your your time, actually. But why at that point? You said you were a, a member of the Green Party. Yeah. Why? And what were you? And like, did you feel badly for people who like were at that point? Did yeah, or maybe yeah. now? Did you feel badly for people who clung to the two party system? Like, what was your what 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 was the decision making about yeah, being right. a Green? Uh, well. I mean, I think that I don't know that I felt badly. I I, I thought they were wrong. <laughs> uh, Why did you think they were wrong? I thought I think well, I think that the reason that I thought they were wrong mm-hmm. is that, and and I mean, honestly, this is a a way in which, in some ways, things have actually gotten much less grim since this time period. Hmm. Uh, you know, there aren't a lot of them, but this is one. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> that, uh, uh, that like there wasn't really, you know, there was no, okay. I guess there literally was Bernie Sanders, but nobody had ever heard of him. Mm. You know, there was, so you know what I mean? If I say there was no Bernie Sanders yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in 2002, right? There was no mainstream, left you know, candidate. there was no squad in 2002, sure. you know, there was no like mainstream opposition to the, dominant wing of the democratic party you know, sure, that, that sure, was like sure. that was like that was what the democrats just were yeah yeah, yeah. uh and what you could, if, you could argue that there was a nader and uh yeah yeah maybe well I mean, Stein to yeah a there was a nader but a, but yeah he ran you know independently yeah, yeah, yeah i mean there was i mean i guess i guess really i mean actually this is how bad things were right the there was uh like by i mean 2002 there wasn't even really you know i mean like what there was was like the democratic party. yeah and so so yeah, I I I think the Democrats, from my perspective, had um, they had uh, other than Barbara Lee, they all voted to invade Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, they all voted. Uh, you know, I think um, other than like Russ Feingold, they all voted uh, for the Patriot Act. Yep. Uh, and uh, they, you know. Uh, no child left behind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was, uh, was very bad news. And, you know, they'd voted for, they voted for that by and large. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, uh, basically it seemed like all of the things that most disturbed me about the Bush administration, it seems like the Democrats are voting for it all. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and lockstep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the, even the war in Iraq, which was the place where this is the least true of, cause at least there was like a, substantial number of no votes, but like certainly anybody who was in any kind of leadership position or, you know, wanted to be president basically voted for it. Right. Uh, and so it seemed like, it seemed to me that, uh, that there were, that you had these two parties and one of them was, you know, the Republicans. And then one of them was like the slightly less bad version of the Republicans. (laughs) And, uh, that, uh, hoping that the slightly last bad version of the Republicans got better didn't didn't seem like a you know something it was likely to pay off. <laughs> uh, so tried to have 
you know, just be like a normal party with a like, normal country with like a multi-party system, you mm-hmm. know, seemed like a better bet. Uh, and uh, which is some of this I definitely already thought even before then, but like I, I did, uh, but it's certainly what I thought then. And, uh, and thought, okay, you know, Nader got 3 million votes in 2000. And so that seems like a promising, you know, beginning of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think looking back on it, you know, uh, of course the problem is that what most people who, probably even most people that 3 million, what they got out of it is, Oh, this isn't going to work. This is just going to let the Republicans win. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's what it, uh, but it seemed to me at the time, like it could, you know, it was certainly the most promising looking beginning of something that had happened in a long time. Sure. And so, uh, and so I was, you know, I was all in, uh, for, uh, you know, for that. Uh, and probably, yeah, I mean, I think probably by, it's a little hard to say because I actually did, um, even after I was no longer active in it, you know, I did generally, you know, vote uh, for for the Green Party mm-hmm. uh, for, um, you know, pretty regularly for like a very long time, basically. Mm-hmm. Up and down ballot? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I did. I did that. Um well, actually, I did that like pretty consistently until uh, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty late. Like, I think it was, uh, I mean, honestly, I think, I mean, one or two like exceptions, like there was a guy named Bob Alexander uh, who uh, way back in 2004 he was like somebody who I knew from like anti-war protests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, he ran for Congress as a Democrat. I voted for him, you mm-hmm. know, but, uh, but like, that was like a pretty rare exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I generally, I generally voted, uh, you know, green or whatever, third party, whatever was available mm-hmm. uh, until, uh, yeah. I mean, I voted for, uh, for, for, for Nader, twice and then uh for uh was it at that point cynthia mckinney Mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah voted uh uh voted for yeah voted for uh for mckinney and uh and in 2016 even i mean i'd I'd had like i'd I'd, um although i mean i i certainly voted for bernie in the primary and that was kind of the beginning of of all that but Mm -hmm. when uh you know, when Hillary won the, the primary, I voted for McKinney in the uh, in the general election. And then like the first time I think I actually like held my nose and voted for uh, for just, you know, I mean, obviously, if Bernie had won, I would have voted for him in the general sure, election. But course. if uh, but the first time I just like held my nose and voted for regular shitty Democrats <laughs> in a uh, general election was uh, the. 2018 midterms uh because uh because yeah i mean basically trump uh seemed bad enough and seemed to be linked to a sort of global rise of uh of you know forces that were very bad news uh and i remember around this time leading up to those, those midterms before that I'd almost gotten a job in, in Brazil. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Bolsonaro uh, came to, to power in, in Brazil mm-hmm. and, and seemed like, you know, and that seemed like very bad sort of Trump on steroid. It didn't really feel like hyperbole to, you know, use the fascism word, you know, right, right. and uh also around the same time, uh, there was the uh, Tree of Life mass shooting ah, in uh, Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, yeah. actually, at a synagogue, I used to walk past every day. Wow! Uh, yeah. And um, and so, like, it generally uh, all of that was generally enough to put me in a state of mind where it's like, okay, uh, I'm not happy about it, but you know, right, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll, 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 I'll vote for you know. The shitty Democrats. You know, I'll vote for regular shitty Democrats and like, yeah. you know, and at least like probably also at that point, it's like, well, there's at least the hope of 
some other strategy finally paid off here because because uh-huh. because you know because because Bernie had come so remarkably close in 2016 you know like one 22 states is an open socialist the most anti-socialist country in the first world yeah um and and uh you know i was very um you know was very optimistic they might actually win in 2020 yeah yeah um and um and anyway so uh so i i did I did finally then, but that was like a very, very long time coming mm-hmm. uh, to to get me to that place. And I think looking back on it, uh, I think that probably because for a long time in between the sort of period when I was going to and organizing, you know, anti-war protests around the beginning of the Iraq war um, up until, you know, like around this time we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really that politically active i'd kind of Mm. retreated from that because it uh probably partially because none of it really seemed to be going anywhere or amounting to anything and so i was probably what do you mean when you say that um well i mean certainly electorally the the green the green thing uh didn't you know i mean it didn't work right like it was it was a there was you know the optimistic scenario would have been uh you know, day, you know, after Nader's three million votes in two thousand and two thousand, then you know, in two thousand two and two thousand four, you know, two thousand six, you know, things would sort of snowball from there. And of right. course, that's the opposite of what happened. Yeah. Uh, so that certainly that certainly didn't. And then uh, and then even the anti-war movement seemed to me to kind of fizzle out by the time the two thousand four election happened. Uh, and and you know, a lot of the people who would have been involved in it were you know, kind of put all their energies into, uh, into elected a uh, pro-war candidate, yeah. uh, John Kerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, at that point, it's, that's probably a big part of why that kind of demoralization is probably a big part of why I had uh, stopped being very politically active. And when you say political, you stop being politically active, you mean specifically in terms of electoral politics? Uh, in general. I mean, I, was, I wasn't really going to... Um, I mean, I also wasn't really going to protests or, you know, or, or anything like that, really. You know, I mean, I, I had, um, I was, uh, Did I you mean, retreat this, into your studies? What's up? Did you retreat into your, not retreat, but like, No, did I mean, you, that's, sure. I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's probably some of that. And there was also probably, you know, I, I should also say here that after Western Michigan, uh, got my, you know, PhD at the, uh, university of miami in south florida and so Dr. like the burgess uh yeah uh so i was uh um uh, so part of it was definitely right that like i was thinking about you know the apolitical academic philosophy you know that sure. i studied like uh and and then part of it was you know I don't know. I mean, I was, uh, you was living in Miami in my late twenties. I was living in Miami yeah, and I was having right. a fair amount of fun. And that was like, that was probably what was like <laughs> sure. taking up a lot of my time. Sure, sure. Uh, so the combination of those two things, yeah. I think is probably what I retreated into. Ah, I see. And then, um, and then I, yeah, I mean, I, I had like really, uh, like really my only for a long time there, I think my only political act, you know, activity is that, um, like I was still had all of the political uh, beliefs that I had before and since, but you know, like probably the only act, like the closest I was really coming to political activity was like, I'd be, you know, out with my liberal friends at the bar and like, I'd, I'd use and like, I'd sort of use whatever Glenn Greenwald call about red and salon.com as like a <laughs> cheat sheet to like argue with them about Obama and drones. You know, that, was, <laughs> sure, that, was, sure, sure. That, that was, that was like what I was, that was the extent you know, of it what I was doing in, in this period. And also right after I finished grad school, uh, I was actually back in Miami for a little while in the middle of this, but for a combined total of three years, I was living in South Korea because I'd gotten uh, right out of grad school. Like I, I kind of finished up at probably the worst possible time because the, uh, in uh, 2010, because the, ripple effects of the world economy melted down in 2008 
had really started to hit university budgets. And like the, uh, the job that I kind of lucked my way into was at the uh, University of Ulsan in South Korea. And, uh, and then uh, after, after that, I was like back for a little while and I was adjuncted. And then I was actually back in Korea at uh, Yonsei University for two years. Uh, some big things had started to happen that might have kind of drawn me back in a little bit, you know, uh, in this, in this time period, you know, uh, Occupy Wall Street, uh, the, the sort of beginning of the first wave of, you know, anti-police brutality protests, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was out of the country. I was yeah, on the other yeah, side of the world. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, you know, I, I definitely had started to, to, to kind of feel the, you know, feel the itch to, to be involved in more of that. But then I think it was really uh, Bernie Sanders started to run for the president the first time in 2015 uh, that actually got me to want to, uh, to do more. Been been around the world and I yeah yeah. <laughs> now in part two, we discuss how and in what ways the state of the left is better today than ten years ago. Why he writes and a brief retrospective on the dress. You know which one I'm talking about. And force the vote. Gah! <laughs> Both of these things feel like they happened a zillion years ago. You can head on over to Patreon for part two at patreon.com slash what's left to do. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash what's left to do. If you'd like to support this work another way, please head to what's left to do dot com slash support. Okay, see you over on Patreon. <laughs>